0: Now for our story. The taxi rolled smoothly down the highway. The ocean gleamed a dazzling blue in the early morning light. From the back of the taxi, Kit Mead stared out at the water, the brilliant blue. The intense light caused the scene to blur before her eyes. Kit sat there, not moving, hypnotized by the scene before her, and by her own thoughts.
1: Just a month ago today, I lost my baby. One month. I wonder what she would have been like. Probably like Bill. Still, I was her mother. Oh, but it doesn't matter. By the end of today, I'll have another baby. At least the arrangements will be made, provided Paul can take care of everything with Mr. Griffith. Why couldn't he? After all, Lisa doesn't want to keep her child. Not now. She wants me to have it what a difference that child's going to make to Bill and to me. (laughs) I never thought any man could tie me in knots like this. Why do I love that guy? Just an ordinary guy. Well, I do love him, and I'm going to keep him. It means hurting Paul and Lisa, but if giving him a baby is the only way to kill his feeling for Peggy Douglas, then I'm going to have that child. One way or another. And by the same token, I'm going to have Bill.
0: The thoughts of Kit Mead as he drove in from the beach toward Los Angeles this morning. Now, in another car, Max is driving Paul Cromwell to an appointment with his attorney.
2: That was very thoughtful of you, Max, to send Mrs. those flowers. You always do the right thing, don't you? Well, I try, Mr. Cronwell. Mrs. Kingsley and I are planning to go and see Mrs. Fenner, if you thought it would be all right. I think it better if you don't go, Max. Oh? The situation's rather strained and delicate. You might as well know, Max. You will sooner or later anyway, and I've never had any secrets from you. Mrs. Fenner isn't keeping her child. You don't mean that. But I do. Mrs. Mead's going to adopt it. But why? Well, after all, Max, you know Mrs. Meade lost her child. Yes, I know, Mr. Cromwell. But Mrs. Mead is not, well, what you'd call a maternal woman. It seems such a paradox. Mrs. Fenner wants a baby and she's giving it away. I never felt Mrs. Mead wanted a baby particularly, and now she's adopting one. But then, perhaps she's doing it for her husband's sake. Oh, no, no. Well, that would seem a logical explanation. No, Max, Kit has her own reasons for taking the child. Part let her help me, in. and then she has some reasons of her own. But she's not doing it for her husband's sake, I can assure you of that. Matter of fact, Max, Mrs. Mead won't be staying in Wakefield very long when she returns. Oh? If I understand you correctly, Mr. Paul, you mean that Mrs. Mead might be, uh, well, might be coming into our lives again? That's right. With the baby? Naturally, with the baby. I believe I understand now. Uh, But what I don't understand is Mrs. Fenner's giving up the child under these circumstances. Mrs. Fenner isn't aware of the circumstances, Max. I beg your pardon, Mr. Cromwell. But do you mean that Mrs. Fenner isn't aware of the circumstances? Or sees them as being different from what they really are? Well, Max, if someone insists on drawing their own conclusions, I I can't help that. No, of course not. But it's not going to be easy, perhaps, for Mrs. Fenner to understand that eventually. I don't know, Mr. Paul, but... What, Max? I I shouldn't say this. Well, you know you will. You always do. You have no more hesitance in your makeup than a street urchin. I think it would be very bad if Mrs. Fenner gives up her child. As a matter of fact, I think it might be tragic. I don't see why. Because Mrs. Fenner has the basic qualities of a real mother, Mr. Cromwell. That sort of woman will beg, borrow, or steal for a child. And if she discover that she's... Well, I put it this way. That she's misunderstood something, I don't think she'd be at all accountable for her actions. I'd think that over very carefully if I were you, Mr. Cromwell. And Paul Cromwell
0: did think the matter over very carefully, all the way into town. For some reason, he'd always been a little secretly distressed at his plan of kits, and if Max felt the same way. But then Paul reminded himself that Max was a highly superstitious, imaginative person. No, this was the best possible way out. Later, Paul Cromwell was shown into the office of his Los Angeles attorney, Mr. Griffith.
2: How are you, Mr. Cromwell? Sit down, won't you? Thank you, sir. I was going to call you a couple of days back before you made this appointment to come in. Now, I had some suggestions to make regarding Mrs. Fenner's divorce, but we can discuss them now. She isn't with you? No. And as a matter of fact, Mr. Griffith, I'm not here for that. Mrs. Fenner's baby was born four days ago. Oh, really? By or girl. Boy, isn't that splendid? Well, I don't know. The thing is, she, uh... Well, she doesn't want to keep a child. Oh, really? Is her mind definitely made up on that? Yes, it seems so. And that's what I want to talk to you about. The thing is, I know someone, uh... A young woman, about 25 or 26. She's well-to-do, splendid background. Who could give the child every advantage. And, uh... She's very eager to adopt a baby. Well, is this woman... Well, is this woman married or single? Married? Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Cromwell, adoption of a child isn't the easy procedure it used to be. The law used to be, well, in many states, there was no protection for the child at all, which resulted in sociological problems, inheritance problems. Now, for instance, a couple would adopt a child and perhaps later on have children of their own. As a result but, of But, Mr. That, Griffith, about Mrs. Finner... Well... If she really wants to give the child up, she has to sign a consent to it. The adoption, and her husband has to sign one too. Of course, her husband. Mm-hmm. Why he? He walked out on her months ago. They're getting a divorce. Why he? Oh, well, nevertheless, he's still married to her. But he has nothing to do with this. Um, it has nothing to do with this. Um, it has nothing to do with this. Um, it has nothing to do with this. Um, do with this. Um, Mr. Cromwell, I'm sorry, but that's uh, Mr. Cromwell. I'm sorry, but that's the uh, law. The husband is author of a child belonging to his wife, who is otherwise. I see. I'm sure you understand the reason for the legislation. <laughs> there again, is to protect the status of the child. Yes, yes, I see. But I have an idea it won't be too difficult to get Mr. Fenner's consent. No, probably not. Well, we might be able to do that. Mm. <laughs> now, as to this young woman and her husband who wish to adopt the child, a petition is filled out which they sign... The uh, just a minute, is... Mr. Griffith. I'm afraid you misunderstood me. Oh? Yes, I... I said the young woman used to adopt the baby. I know, but, uh, Didn't you say she was married? Yes. But, Mr. Cromwell, she can't petition to adopt the child without the consent of her husband. She can't? Of course not. But she... She wanted to surprise her husband. Well, <laughs> I'm afraid our agencies would take a very dim view of that. You see, they have to have... And be certain that the child is wanted by both of the adopted parents. Now, now, Mr. Griffith, look here. Mr. Fenner's in New York. As to the woman who wants to adopt the child, her husband's halfway across the country. Mrs. Fenner wants to give her baby up. This woman wants it. Her financial standing, everything can be checked into all you want. Now, why can't there be an agreement between the two women? Because it isn't legal, Mr. Cromwell. And in the second place, it wouldn't be a very smart thing for your friend to do. Suppose she took Mrs. Fenner's baby. Then, let us assume that several years later, from now, Mr. Fenner decides he wants the child. All right, let's say that he was able to locate the child. He would go to your friend and say, I'm the child's father. Well, legally, he is that. Naturally, she wouldn't want to give up the child. Don't you see? Yes, I see. But do you mean to tell me, Mr. Griffith, that... There's no way a woman can adopt a child without getting the consent of her husband. That's right, Mr. Cromwell. In this state, she can't. But I don't see why that bothers you. Didn't you say that your friend and her husband both wanted a child?
0: But Paul Cromwell didn't answer. He knew Kit couldn't get her husband's consent. He knew that her plan was to say that Lisa Fenner's child was her own. But I wonder what Kit is going to say when she learns that legally it's impossible for her to adopt Lisa's child. Yes, it looks as if
1: all Kit's plans were going to be for naught, after all.